0: President Biden's policies blow up prices. Panic buying hits the Southeast as the gas runs out. And Liz Cheney's firefight with the GOP is everything the media could hope for. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. This show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. It's time to stand up to big tech, protect your data at expressvpn.com. Slash, Ben, we'll get to all the news in just one moment. First, you've heard it said there are only two sure things in life, death and taxes. Well, there is a third sure thing, and that is you are paying too much money if you are getting your cell phone coverage from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Instead, switch on over to Pure Talk USA. Switching to Pure Talk will save you money. In fact, Pure Talk saves the average family for over $800 a year. Here is the best part. You don't have to sacrifice coverage because it's on the exact same network as one of those big providers. Friends, switching is super easy. You can keep your phone, keep your number, or you can get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. Right now, you can get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. And if you go over on data, they're not going to charge you for it. Just one of the many reasons they've been named, the top wireless provider by Consumer Affairs. From your cell phone, dial pound 250, say Ben Shapiro. You will save 50% off your very first month. That is pound 250, say Ben Shapiro. And when you go to one of the big cell phone coverage providers, they will just not really be very clear about what it is that you are buying. They give you these kind of opaque answers as to what it is you get. Not so. At Pure Talk USA, you get unlimited talk tech, six gigs of data for 30 bucks a month. And again, if you go over on that data, they're not going to charge you for it. So You got nothing to lose. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Ben Shapiro to get started. You'll save 50% off your first month and hundreds more down the road. Alrighty. So the federal government is now admitting that inflation has set in. According To CNBC.com, inflation in April accelerated at its fastest pace in more than 12 years. As the U.S. economic recovery kicked into gear and energy prices jumped higher, the Labor Department reported on Wednesday. The Consumer Price Index, which measures measures a basket of goods as well as energy and housing costs, rose 4.2% from a year earlier. A Dow Jones survey had expected a 3.6% increase. This is actually even higher. The month-to-month gain was 0.8%. against the expected 0.2%, excluding volatile food and energy prices. Core CPI increased 3% from the same period in 2020 and 0.9% on a monthly basis. So all you have to do to get to that slightly less alarming number is exclude the two biggest costs that people generally take on, food and energy. The respective estimates were now 2.3% and 0.3%. The increase in the annual headline CPI rate was the fastest in September of 2008, Well, the monthly gain in core inflation was the largest since 1981. Okay, so this is the largest core inflation that we've had, month over month, in 40 years. And we're supposed to be like, okay with this, apparently. Energy prices overall jumped 25% from a year earlier, including a 49.6% increase for gasoline and 37.3% for fuel oil. That came even though most energy categories saw a decline in April. Prices at the pump, which fell 1.4% in April, have resumed their climb in May, with the national average eclipsing 3 bucks a gallon. And remember, this was all before the Colonial Pipeline shutdown. Okay, so that massive increase in energy costs was before the Colonial Pipeline shutdown. Used car and truck prices, which are seen as a key inflation indicator because, frankly, the prices generally stay pretty stable with used cars and trucks. Instead, they surged 21%, including a 10% increase in April alone. Shelter, another key CPI component, was up 2.1% year over year and 0.4% for the month. In addition to rising prices, one of the main reasons for the big annual gain was because of base effects, meaning inflation was pretty low in 2020 because of the shutdown of the U.S. economy. But if you look at the chart, what you see is this radical increase over the last couple of months, not a steady increase, this radical increase over the last couple of months in the inflation rate. And this is accompanied by the fact that federal taxes, spending and the deficit all set records Through the first seven months of fiscal 2021, federal tax revenues have hit a record $2.1 trillion for the period. Federal spending climbed to $4 trillion just for the last seven months, resulting in a federal deficit of nearly $2 trillion over the last seven months alone. While the historical October through April tax revenues are adjusted for inflation into April 2021 dollars, the second highest tax revenues of the October through April period came in fiscal 2018. That year, the Treasury collected 2.1 trillion dollars in total tax revenues in the first seven months. When you actually adjust those numbers, the October through April spending numbers into April 2021 dollars, the second highest spending during that period came in fiscal 2020. So we are just blowing out the spending. We are blowing out the taxation and we are blowing out the deficit. Meanwhile, Joe Biden has no idea what the hell is going on. You know, it was funny. When the Biden administration came into office, the media not only celebrated because Trump was out, but they said competence is back. These people are so unbelievably competent. No, they're not. No, they're not. Okay, the great lie of American politics is that American politics resembles house of cards. There's a bunch of very clever people in Washington, D.C. who are manipulating the system, who have plans. These plans pan out. Wrong, okay? All of American politics is like Veep or In the Loop all of American politics is a bunch of morons running around at top speed, crashing into each other to the Benny Hill music. That's all politics is. Okay, just like you know, in your own business, how many really smart people are there in your business? The answer is like seven. Okay, how many really smart people are there in American politics? Like seven out of millions. Okay, and they are never at the top of the American government. The American government is filled with dullards and not only dullards, incompetence. And incompetence who have been boosted in their incompetence for literally their entire lives. I mean, Joe Biden has not spent a moment Outside of elected office, except for when he wasn't VP for like five minutes, since he was 30 years old, okay, which means that he has been on the taxpayer dole. He is significantly less useful as a person than many people who are on welfare for that period of time. (laughs) He's on taxpayer dollars, too, and he's been useless that entire time when he's not reversing himself or pushing bad policy. He just is running around incompetently flailing. Okay, so that's what he was doing yesterday. We've got inflation that is starting to kick in. It is purely due to the fact that he's blowing money into the U.S. economy at record rates. We did this last year. We did it thanks to a pandemic. Now we don't have a pandemic anymore. The pandemic is coming to an end. Everyone except for the CDC acknowledges this and knows this. And yet he is still trying to usher in a period in which you spend $10 trillion. He He's proposed not only the $4 trillion budget, but three separate $2 trillion bills on top of that. How do you think we are going to pay for that? He says we're gonna do it through increased taxation. We're not gonna do it through increased taxation. All of his tax measurements are taken over the course of 15 years and all the spending is done over the course of eight years. That's not how any of this works. If you are going to measure tax revenues against the spending, you have to take the same period of time. That's like saying, well, you know, I'm I'm really not blowing out the deficit because in the next six months, I'm gonna spend a million dollars. But you know, in the next five years, I'm probably gonna make a million dollars. Yes, but there's that intervening period between six months and five years where you're gonna continue spending money. None of that makes any sense. It's not gonna be through tax money. It's going to be through financing via the Federal Reserve. Okay, all that is happening right now is that the United States is blowing out the deficit and the Federal Reserve is blowing credit into the system. We have maintained a 0% interest rate despite the fact that we are now in a growth period. We are superheating the American economy. We are superheating the American dollar and we are inflating prices. That's all that is happening right now. And we are creating an artificial scarcity of labor. We are paying people to stay home. So Joe Biden, this incompetent boob, Yesterday, he was asked about inflation and he just ignored it. I mean, I don't know whether he heard it. There's not much going on upstairs anymore for for Joe Biden. There never was all that much going on upstairs for Joe Biden. But even Joe Biden of 2021 is not the same as Joe Biden of 2015, for example. And again, 2015, Joe Biden was no great shakes. Barack Obama thought that Joe Biden was a dullard. What what are the rest of us supposed to think? Here is Joe Biden. Anyway, thank you, guys.
1: Should Americans be worried about inflation, sir? Thank you.
0: Bye thanks, gotta go, see you later. Even some of the moderate Senate Democrats are beginning to look askance at the Democratic program here, but not Joe Biden, not members of his administration. We'll get to more of this in just one second. First, let us talk about the fact that when you walk into your home, probably you redid the floors recently, maybe you repainted, but something still looks a little dingy. Let me note what that is. That is your window coverings. You didn't think about your window coverings, right? You still got the old blinds. You still got the old curtains. They don't look very good. Instead, you need Blinds.com. Blinds.com makes it simple to shop top quality blinds, shades, and interior shutters from home with easy online ordering and free shipping. The experts at Blinds.com understand that window treatments are one of the household items you just don't think about, but they can make a huge impact on the look and feel of your home. You don't need to do a full renovation. By simply changing what's on your windows, you can change the way light comes into your home, create a totally different feel. I'm very big on natural light in the home, and you need great shutters, shades to make sure that that light is coming in the way that it's supposed to come into your house. Go to blinds.com. Just take a look at all the options. I've got faux wood blinds, cellular and roller shades, even outdoor shades, all sorts of great stuff. If you're nervous about trying them, There is no reason to be. Blinds.com has helped millions of homeowners through the process. Plus, they guarantee the perfect fit, whether you do it yourself or have them measure and install everything for you. Go right now, see how much you can save at Blinds.com. When you check out online, don't forget to tell them you heard about Blinds.com from this show, The Ben Shapiro Show. Rules and restrictions may apply. Blinds.com. And remember to let them know you heard about them from The Ben Shapiro Show. Okay, so even Democrats are now looking askance at Joe Biden's big spending plans. According to Politico, Senate Democrats are signaling they are unlikely to extend a $300 federal weekly unemployment benefit past September, especially if the economy continues to recover. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said at a Tuesday press conference there was overwhelming support among Democrats to keep providing the additional money to existing unemployment insurance. But not every member of his caucus is on board, particularly after last week's weaker than expected April jobs report. Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat of West Virginia, is already making it clear he will not support extending the benefits past September 6th. He said, I'll never vote for another extension as long as I know that with the vaccines, there's not an excuse for no one to be vaccinated. I understand there's millions of, of jobs in America we can't fill right now. We need people back to work. There's more and more people understanding they are in trouble. Manchin had previously expressed hesitation over the benefit. In a vote earlier this year, he backed only extending the added money until mid-July, but then he voted for the so-called American Rescue Plan, which was just blowing money into the economy for no reason. Now, Manchin is far from alone in his concerns. Senate Republicans won't support another extension. I would expect that Kirsten Cinema would be not particularly warm toward another unemployment extension. Senator Ron Wyden, Democrat of Oregon, of course, is a radical leftist and chair of the Senate Finance Committee. He said there had been report after report indicating it wasn't accurate that the benefits discouraged work. Oh, weird, because um, actually when you pay people to stay home, they stay home. I mean, I, I know it's a giant shock to folks, but when you pay people to stay at home, they stay at home. Meanwhile, the, the, there are other Democrats who are a little bit skeptical. It's not just Mansion. Several Senate Democrats said they t- were taking a wait-and-see strategy on the issues, adding they would need to assess the economic situation this summer and noting potential regional differences, right? So that would include people like Angus King in Maine or John Tester in Montana. Hey, notice that this runs very much counter to the new Democratic agenda point of universal basic income, right, If you felt that, that paying people to stay home didn't discourage work, then you would be on board for permanent extension of increased unemployment benefits. You are not. Because the reality is we don't have the money for this. And you are artificially decreasing the supply curve. And when you do that, you're artificially increasing the price of goods. And even Democrats in the media are starting to realize that austerity may be on the table. Noah Smith, who writes for Bloomberg Opinion and is certainly no right winger. He is now pointing out that there are a lot of people who are worrying about overheating of the economy. Warren Buffett recently called the economy red hot, said he's seeing higher prices. Some wealth managers are starting to tell clients inflation is on the way. Some economists like Larry Summers and Mohamed El-Aryan are giving the exact same warning. Again, all of this is what happens when you artificially decrease the labor supply and artificially increase the monetary supply. And now the Fed could start reining this thing in, but they have no, Im- they have no interest in reining this thing in. Jenny Yellen has made clear that her priorities are not keeping inflation low and keeping unemployment low. Her prior- those were supposedly the priorities of the Federal Reserve. Now she's the head of the U.S. Treasury. She says equity is the priority. So long as there are certain groups in America that are less employed than other groups in America, she's just going to keep blowing money into the system. And well, it turns out that the easiest way that you reach equality of outcome is by depressing everyone. It is much harder to make everyone succeed at the same level than to depress everybody to the same level. And that is precisely what is happening. Meanwhile, this utterly incompetent administration has no answers with regard to the colonial pipeline debacle. According to the Washington Post, a sudden fuel shortage worsened across the eastern half of the United States on Wednesday after a cyber attack crippled the major pipeline as long lines, sharp words, and pumps gone dry greeted unhappy drivers from the Alabama foothills to the Chesapeake Bay. I know in Florida, there are a lot of gas stations that have been running out of gas. People have been driving gas station to gas station trying to find gas. People across the Southeast and now up into the Northeast have been waiting in fuel lines very reminiscent of the 1970s. There's a ridiculous, there's a ridiculous video of a woman attempting to take plastic bags and fill them with gasoline, which prompted the transportation department to tweet out, please don't fill plastic bags (laughs) with gasoline. It's like, come on, man, this is America. We can fill whatever we want with gasoline. But although government and industry officials said the nation had plenty of fuel and the pipeline was set to resume operations in the evening, nervous drivers clogged gas stations and created shortages in parts or all of 11 states. At least 12,000 gas stations reported being completely empty. The squeeze pushed the price of a gallon past three bucks, its highest in years. Now, The Colonial Pipeline hack isn't Biden's fault. Colonial Pipeline's a private company. Sure, our cyber defenses need to be better, but you can't really blame Biden for that. What you can blame Biden for is that his basic policy has been anti-gas and oil since before he took office. He's been pressing forward with this Green New Deal nonsense, which substitutes significantly inferior forms of energy in terms of efficiency for things like gas and oil. And yesterday, you had Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm openly stating that, you know, this shortage of oil might not be a bad thing because maybe people will buy Teslas. Yeah, it turns out not everybody can afford a Tesla. It turns out that electric cars are very, very expensive, especially decent ones. And meanwhile, Joe Biden, for some odd reason, again, he is just not with us. Joe Biden is untethered from reality. Yesterday, he was asked about these, these gas lines, and Joe Biden started rambling nonsensically about how we need to spend more on education. The wires got crossed or something. Like this... This person is he's the president of the United States, and we are told he's uber competent. He's not even competent. I mean, I wonder if he is legally competent. Forget about like competent to be president of the United States. I wonder if he is legally competent at this point. He has lost it. He didn't have much to begin. He has lost. Here he is. What does education have to do with the colonial pipeline problems?
1: I think what this shows is that uh, I think we have to uh, make a greater investment in education as it relates to being able to train and graduate more people proficient in
0: cybersecurity. That's your takeaway? I mean, I will give him credit. He's able to swivel everything to let's spend more money. So somehow he's going to connect the hack on the grid, on the, on the cyber, uh, on, the, uh, on the pipeline here. He's going to connect that in some odd way with we're not spending enough money on cyber security education. It's a take. It's a take that makes no sense, but that's the president of the United States, man. Meanwhile, Pete Buttigieg, the greatest of all transportation secretaries, a very important person who is excellent at transportation because the dude loves choo-choo trains. He talks all the time about how much choo-choo trains and you know, they make him happy. He likes when they go choo-choo particularly. <laughs> he loves the choo-choo train. He also loves airports. Airports are great and romantic. This is what he said in his opening speech that he, he is. He's in love with transportation because he likes things that go. They have wheels and stuff. They're cool. Choo-choo trains and airports for our transportation secretary who couldn't fill potholes in South Bend, but is now the transportation secretary for no reason anyone can discern and because he built Ice Town. He's just that he's, he's Ben Wyatt from Parks and Recreation, this guy, and they made him transportation secretary. It's unreal.
1: Of course, we understand the concern uh, in the areas where people are encountering temporary supply disruptions, um, but uh, hoarding does not make things better. And uh, under no circumstances should gasoline ever be put into anything but uh, a vehicle directly or an approved container.
0: You can see even, even Pete Buttigieg is sort of embarrassed by the fact that he has to say this sort of stuff. Okay, First of all, he, when he says hoarding is not good for anybody, well, it's kind of good for the person who has the gas when nobody else has the gas. I mean, to be fair, hoarding isn't bad for that person. And meanwhile, what is the alternative that's being proposed by the Biden administration? They have so many wonderful alternatives to oil and natural gas. Like, for example, solar panels, right? Solar panels have been proposed as a solution to our energy crisis. Here was John Kerry in front of Congress yesterday being forced to admit, yeah, we love solar panels. Solar panels are great. Also, they're being made with Uyghur slave labor in China. That's unfortunate.
1: Xinjiang province not only produces some of the solar panels that we believe are being in some cases, produced in forced labor by Uyghurs, but also um, uh, there are a significant amount of uh, uh, rare earth mineral that's used in the solar panels themselves. Uh, it is my understanding that the Biden administration is right now in the process of assessing whether or not that will be the target
0: of sanctions. Okay, but um, we need the solar panels. So, you know, sure. The solar panels we love are are made by forced labor in China. But, you know, you know, man, this administration, they're just a bleep show. They really are like from top to bottom. The incompetence is extraordinary. So here's the thing about the the Trump administration. The messaging was incompetent. The policy was not incompetent. You know how you could tell in a booming economy all the way up until COVID. You had zero foreign policy crises during the entirety of the Trump administration. Like think of a serious foreign policy crisis during the Trump administration. There really wasn't one. In the first hundred days, you have massive inflation under Joe Biden. You have a Middle East that is blowing up, thanks specifically to Joe Biden's policy. You have unemployment that is setting in, in the middle of what should be an easy, natural economic recovery. And you have tremendous vaccine hesitancy because these morons can't tranche out their information about the vaccine properly. Okay, the, the amazing thing about all of this, which I'll get into in, in just one second, the, the most amazing thing about all of this, truthfully, is that this administration, their policies— they are completely dependent, completely dependent, on the old coot who can't speak three sentences. I'll explain in just one time. It really is. I mean, he, I've called him President Houseplant before because he is just a barely alive thing hiding the water stain. They are so dependent on Joe Biden. It's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, people are pretending that Joe Biden, that he's kind of an irrelevant figure. He's not an irrelevant figure. He is the most relevant figure in the sense that were he to go away tomorrow, were he to retire, were he to step down, God forbid something were to happen to him, the Democratic Party would be in such significant and immediate trouble. Everyone inside the Democratic Party knows this. We'll get to that in just one second. First, let us talk about the fact that you don't want to be spending your time at an auto parts store like now or ever. Why would you want to wait in line? You finally get to the front of the line and then they search for the part that you need and then they order it online and they upcharge you. Or you could just go directly to the source, rockauto.com. It's much easier than walking into a store and someone's manning quick answers to specific questions like whether your Odyssey is an LX or an EX. Instead, just go to rockauto.com. It's at your desk, it's in your pocket. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Like, say, for example, it's off the top of my head. I'm totally not reading this. You need a Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 to 2010 Honda Odyssey. Just right off the top of my head. Like, I know it costs 354 bucks at a big chain store. That is the kind of thing you could get at Rock Auto for 217 bucks. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go check them out right now. Go to RockAuto.com. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Shapiro in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know that we sent you. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And again, let them know that we sent you by writing Shapiro in there. How did you hear about us, box? Okay, so this administration... Its policy is so bad, and it's all dependent on the continued aliveness of Joe Biden. The barely aliveness of Joe Biden. That is that that's it. Okay, so Joe Biden, again, he's it's amazing. They're it's it's weekend to Bernie's. They are just wheeling him around on a gurney, and he says a couple of things, then they wheel him off slowly. It's the weirdest, it's the weirdest presidency. I mean, you thought the Trump presidency was weird just on a raw level, because Donald Trump was a reality TV star who tweeted like whatever random crap came into his brain. He had Twitter loggeria. I'm not sure that this is not significantly weirder because Joe Biden, every time he speaks, it's like the door to the Crypt Keeper
1: opens.
0: Like, click, and then they just wheel him off. It's so weird, man. Here was Joe Biden yesterday. Openly saying, I'm not supposed to be answering questions. No, you are. You're the President of the United States. You're supposed to be answering questions. Thank you.
1: What's your take on uh-huh. the end of your meeting, sir? Were you optimistic coming out of it today? Which one, which one of the 12 I've had? I'm not, I'm Pelosi, Schumer, the crew. In, infrastructure, sir. And in particular. You guys are bad. I'm not supposed to be answering all these questions. I'm supposed to leave, but I can't resist your questions.
0: What? You guys are bad. I'm not supposed to be an- you, You're. A- you're very naughty. You naughty asking journalists? I'm supposed to I'm supposed to leave. and well, well, come on, what is going on? What's going on? He completely forgets where he is in the middle of sentences. Yesterday, he was talking about meeting with the House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy. You probably should know his name. He's the House Minority Leader. Here is the President of the United States, completely forgetting Kevin McCarthy's name.
1: I'm encouraged not just because of a solid meeting with um, with uh, the uh, Republican leader in the House and with uh, with Mitch or Senator McConnell, who I've known a long, long time and work with.
0: He does this all the time. You remember, he forgot the name of his own defense secretary. He is not with us. Can you know why he's important, gang, because, you know, who's waiting in the wings. Yes, we all know Kamala Harris. You know that laugh. You know that. Mu- That's the Undertaker's music. Kamala Harris is waiting in the wings. Here is the problem. Americans do not like Kamala Harris at all. Joe Biden is at least above 50 percent in the approval ratings. There's a brand new poll from YouGov. Here's what it finds. Among all U.S. adults, she has a 41 percent favorable rating and a 48 percent unfavorable rating, including a 57 percent unfavorable rating among independents. They're completely dependent on this old coot remaining barely sentient in order to ram through this garbage agenda. It's absolutely unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Okay, meanwhile, you can see how the media are swiveling away from this. So you have Middle East in flames. You have massive inflation. You have an economy that is in the doldrums, even though we should be in the greatest period of economic growth of our lifetimes. I mean, bar none. We were expecting that GDP growth this quarter was going to be just astounding. And instead, we got job growth that was Three quarters of a million jobs under what it was supposed to be this month. All of that is happening. They're pushing for radical social policy that, that shifts the nature of the deal between individual Americans and the federal government. They're invading religious freedom rights. They're invading the, the ability of corporations to operate as they want to with regard to, with regard to free markets. Like this, is, this administration is a bleep show. And the consequences are obvious to everyone. And so they are deeply reliant on Joe Biden. So the media who are basically, they, they're not basically, they just are the PR wing of the Democratic Party. That's all they are. The establishment media understand there is no distinction whatsoever between the DNC press office and the actual press. There's no distinction. They are the same. The same people occupy the same positions, which is why they move so smoothly from one to the other. You'll see people working for the New York Times and then suddenly they just pop up, boom, right there in the Biden administration. You see it on CNN all the time. It's, it's not rare. Okay, so- They've decided that they are going to misdirect away from the chaos that has been engulfing pretty much everywhere. And they are going to misdirect toward this Liz Cheney story. Now, as I've been saying, does anyone know who the number three House Minority Party leader was? Like five years ago. Can you name the person? Having trouble, are you? Yeah, because no one cares. Who cares who the number three is in the House Minority Party? You're not even talking about the House Majority Party. You're talking about the House Minority Party. But Liz Cheney is getting all sorts of press because yesterday Liz Cheney was voted out of her position as the number three, not the number two and not the number one. She was voted out as the number three in the House Minority Party, specifically because the Republicans in the House were getting frustrated with the fact that Liz Cheney seemed to have a peculiar predilection for the strange new respect offered by the media. Two months ago, they voted on whether Liz Cheney should stay. She had exactly the same position on January 6th then that she does now. She had exactly the same position on Donald Trump then that she does now she had exactly the same position on the veracity of the 2020 election then as she does now. But she withstood the vote and did so pretty easily with the support, by the way, of Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader. Then what happened? She decided, you know, it'd be a great idea. I'm going to go into the media and pretty much every day. I'm just only going to talk about how Trump sucks and how Republicans who supported Trump kind of suck and how the 2020 election is legit. And January 6th is the worst thing that ever happened and all of this. Now, when you're the House minority leader, when you're the House number three, I should say, you have a couple of jobs, okay? And and those jobs are sometimes in conflict. Your job as a congressperson is to vote on issues. Liz Cheney, when she votes, is quite good. She voted like 94 percent of the time, by the way, with Donald Trump when Trump was president. So she actually had a better record of voting with Trump than the new House number three, uh, who is the the kind of aspiring House number three, uh, Elise Stefanik from, from New York. Cheney is much more conservative in voting record than Stefanik, bar none. But it's not just about your voting record. It's about, can you raise money for the party? And do you help orient the communications of the party toward taking down the opposing party? Or are you directing all of your fire internally? Are you spending all of your time giving MSNBC and CNN and the Washington Post and the New York Times exactly what they want? Now, there is a difference between how you message and what you message. Okay, I have said many times on the show that I agree with Liz Cheney's basic Basic take on January 6th, I agree with her basic take on how the election of 2020 went. I don't think it was decided by voter fraud and irregularity. I think that if there was rigging, it was by the media, which lied consistently for years. I think that Trump's behavior between the election and January 6th was pretty egregious. I talked about it openly at the time. I talk about it openly now. I agree with all those things. But let's be real about this. The threat to the country is not coming from a president who has not been in office for four months, is banned from Twitter and Facebook, and has been relegated to starting a blog and then blasting out emails about how much he hates Liz Cheney. These kind of bizarre emails. Okay, that guy is not the deep threat to the country. The threat to the country is an authoritarian left that has taken over every major institution in American life, is on the move at the top of the American government, is creating inflation, unemployment, and chaos in the Middle East. this That is the threat. Why is Liz Cheney not talking about that? Okay, that is the specific reason why she was ousted. Again, she held the same positions that she does now two months ago, and she survived the vote. Then she decided, I'm going to use the intervening eight weeks to do nothing but crap on Republicans. And Republicans, predictably, were like, you know what? We don't need you in House leadership. That's not a thing that we require. We can have any other Republican who's a better fundraiser than you and doesn't spend all their days trying to give Joe Scarborough all sorts of, uh, of fever dreams. Like, try, try, try not to do that if you're in House leadership. Okay, so Cheney has been doing this thing where she basically has made herself hero of the Republic, strange new respect recipient from the left. And she has done so by suggesting that the reason that she's being ousted from House leadership is not because of her lack of what we would call in Hebrew Sechel or her lack of common sense. The reason she's being ousted from House leadership is because specifically she took this position. Well, it's a combo, right? She did take a position that is fairly un- unpopular with the Republican base, but she could survive that. She could. She absolutely could survive that position. If she did not make her top priority, the the consistent weird take that the great threat to the country is a president who is no longer in office and and is not widely influential via his blog. Okay, like there are greater threats to the country right now, you may have noticed. Okay, but Liz Cheney has decided that she kind of went into this thing without an exit strategy. She decided she was going to start this fight and she really didn't know how to get out of it. So the only way to get out of it is to keep on doubling down. So here she was yesterday talking about how today's vote shows where the GOP is. No, what today's vote shows or yesterday's vote showed is that the GOP does not wish to spend all waking moments talking about a guy who's not in office. That if they ignore whatever silly things Trump is saying in his emails and focus in on, you know, the crises facing the country, they'll win back the House. But you, Liz Cheney, have spent every waking moment, apparently, dealing with Trump. I don't understand why and no one else does either. But this is exactly what the media want. What the media want they know the only way the Democrats are able to retain the House in 2022 is by labeling the Republicans too crazy to be elected, right? To say that the Republicans, they're the party of Trump. Now, that's a real bank shot because Trump ain't going to have been in office for a couple of years by 2022. But that's really their only hope because their own record sucks. The entire media is looking for this, too, because they would much rather cover Liz Cheney versus Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans than cover the fact that a doddering old president who doesn't know what the hell is going on is presiding over a bizarrely timed collapse on nearly every front. So here's Liz Cheney giving the media exactly what they want. I do not. I think that uh, it is uh, an indication of where the Republican Party is. uh, And I think that the party uh, is in a place that we've got to bring it back from. And we've got to get back to a position where uh, we are a party that can fight for conservative principles, that can fight for substance. We cannot be dragged backward uh, by uh, the very dangerous lies of a former president. Okay, I have a question. Who's dragging us backward? Who's talking about this the most? Who decides that it's important to answer every single question the media ask you about this sort of stuff and spend 90% of your time on it. There are two ways that you're dragged backwards here. Okay, one, she's correct. You shouldn't, go ahead, you shouldn't go around suggesting that Trump's prevarications are not prevarications. They were. You shouldn't go around suggesting that Biden and the president, Biden's the president. Okay, but there's another way you're dragged backwards and that is relitigating this thing over and over and over as though it makes a damn bit of difference. Yeah, well, that, that's what Liz Cheney has been spending every day doing. Well, Kevin McCarthy yesterday, he was, uh, he was specifically... Asked about this. He said, listen, we're not questioning who the president is. We just met with him five seconds ago.
1: The conference will decide, but I don't think anybody is questioning the legitimacy of the presidential election. I think that is all over with. We're sitting here with the president today. Um, so from that point of view, I don't think that's a problem.
0: OK, meanwhile, Cheney is receiving exactly what you would expect, the strange new respect to the media. You think that Liz Cheney at House number 3 would be being interviewed by Savannah Guthrie on national TV if this weren't happening? The media are all over this because they don't want to cover the actual news. Okay, this is not a big news story. I'm sorry, an internal House battle is not a big news story. It's certainly not a bigger news story than the fact that the entire House infrastructure for the Democrats last year refused to condemn Ilhan Omar for open anti-Semitism, so she just keeps being an anti-Semite. But the media didn't cover that either in the same way. This is blanket, wall-to-wall kind of stuff because they need Trump. Trump is a distraction. Trump is the shiny object. Trump is the misdirection. And Liz Cheney will substitute for Trump because she, by dint of of what she's talking about, makes Trump the issue. So here is Liz Cheney with Savannah Guthrie. Again, is this something that that a House GOP number three should be doing interviews with MSNBC's Savannah Guthrie on the Today show about how terrible the other Republicans are?
1: Do you think Leader McCarthy has placed his own ambitions to be Speaker of the House above principle?
0: I think that he is not leading with principle right now. And I think that it is, it's sad and I think it's dangerous. And I think that we are at a moment where the Republican party has to have leaders that are focused on principle. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Well, which, which principles are you talking about? Because it turns out that there are several different principles at play. One is focusing on the principle that we don't lie about elections, agree. Then there's the principle of stop the people in power from wrecking the country. Are you doing that? Really? That's kind of a priority. Hey, okay? I think it's a pretty good indicator that you might be headed down the wrong path here. When Jen Sackey from the White House is praising you.
1: It's disturbing to see any leader, regardless of party, being attacked for simply speaking the truth. And as the president said last week, uh, it's hard to understand. Uh, But our belief, his belief, is that the American people will have to make their own decisions about whether the reaction by the people they elected to represent them should be embracing and elevating conspiracies and attacks on our democracy, or whether it should be standing up for ideals that have historically been owned by both Democrats and Republicans representing.
0: I'm sorry, being lectured about election veracity by the same Democrats who claimed for four years that Trump was a a Russian cat's paw, and suggest that Al Gore was president and suggest that die machines decided the 2004 election and who keep elevating Stacey Abrams, who still refuses to acknowledge that she was not legitimately elected the governor of Georgia. Like, spare me. Spare me just a little bit. By the way, how much do the media love this story? Which The, the reason that Liz Cheney ain't in leadership is because the media love this story so much. How much do the media love this story? According to the folks over at Newsbusters, Curtis Hook reporting, CNN spent nearly three times more time on Liz Cheney, in 12 hours, than all of the economic crises that are hitting the country right now. <laughs> very, very clear what exactly the agenda here is. Okay, in just a second, we'll bring you the latest from the situation in Israel. The rockets continue to fall and rain down on Israeli cities. Riots are now plaguing Israeli cities as well. And the American and international left have decided the good guys are Hamas. We'll get to this in one second. First, let us talk about the fact that if you get sick, or you tend to get a little nauseous from time to time, it's a really awful feeling. I mean, feeling nauseated is really, really bad. Well, Relief Band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. The product is 100% drug-free, non-drowsing, and provides all-natural relief with zero side effects for as long as needed. The technology was originally developed over 20 years ago in hospitals to relieve nausea from patients. Now, through ReliefBand, it's available to everyone. How it works? ReliefBand stimulates your nerve in the wrist. It travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signal your brain is sending to your stomach, telling you that you are sick. ReliefBand is the only over-the-counter wearable device that has been used in hospitals and oncology clinics to treat nausea and vomiting, if you know somebody who deals with nausea, Relief Band makes a great gift. My wife tends to get very carsick. She has started wearing Relief Band. It is very effective. As the world's opening up, don't let fear of nausea keep you on the sidelines. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer just for Ben Shapiro listeners. If you go to ReliefBand.com and use promo code Shapiro, you will receive twenty percent off plus free shipping and no questions asked thirty day money back guarantee. Head on over to ReliefBand.com, R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com. Use our promo code Shapiro for twenty percent off plus free shipping. Alrighty, in just a second. We'll get to the latest in the Middle East. First, if Americans love anything, it is their freedom. And it feels like there are some powerful forces trying to take it from you. Well, that's because they are. Small businesses are dying in the name of public safety and kids are being indoctrinated in schools. And we're being conditioned to fear retribution for questioning the accepted narrative. We all feel this, right? If you're working for a company right now, you're afraid that your bosses are gonna fire you if you voted for Trump, if you are... Going to school, you're afraid that if you say something that doesn't toe the leftist line, your professor is going to nail you. right? You are worried about this because we are living in an authoritarian moment, which is coincidentally the name of my new book. The book is called The Authoritarian Moment. It goes through, institution by institution, how the left renormalized every institution because you have to understand that in order to fight back because that's really what the book is about how we renormalize, make normal again these institutions. So if you're interested in fighting back against the Authoritarian left, which is the movement that is on the march right now. If you want to protect yourself, your loved ones from mob rule and from the the thought leaders who have decided to implement their authoritarian agenda from above, go check out my book today, The Authoritarian Moment. It's available for pre-order right now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any other major bookseller already soaring up the bestseller charts even a couple of months in advance. Go check it out right now, The Authoritarian Moment. You're listening to the largest, fastest-growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. Meanwhile, the rockets continue to fall in Israel. Hundreds more rockets fired at Tel Aviv, and a lot Hamas has also been launching what they call suicide drones. According to the Jerusalem Post, Hamas launched suicide drones laden with explosives into Israel on Thursday. At least one was believed to have exploded in the air somewhere in central Israel. The drone attack came as over 100 long-range rockets were fired in the direction of Tel Aviv, central Israel, and as far south as Eilat. Eilat is at the very southern tip of Israel. Four people were injured. The rocket attack came as the Israeli Defense Forces prepared for a possible ground invasion of the Gaza Strip. Plans for a ground offensive are scheduled to be presented to the IDF Chief of Staff, Lieutenant General Aviv Kohavi, for approval later on Thursday. This, of course, makes perfect sense because the, the Gaza and Hamas party has been fired, the terrorist group, they've been firing these missiles directly from civilian areas. Israel could theoretically bomb all these places into submission. They have complete air superiority. They're not doing so specifically because they attempt to avoid civilian casualties, which, of course, is why Hamas tends to hide all of its weaponry in mosques, schools, apartment buildings, and populated areas. They're firing all of their ordnance directly from areas where they can use human shields. Meanwhile, after a large barrage of rockets toward central and southern Israel on Thursday afternoon, Abu Ubaidah, spokesman of Hamas's military wing, the Izadin al qassam Brigades, claimed Hamas was launching rockets toward Ramon Airport. After the barrage, the Hevel Eilat Regional Council, located in southern Negev, announced a rocket had fallen in the regional council. No injuries were reported. Meanwhile, the IDF has been destroying government targets in the Gaza Strip, such as central banks and internal security buildings. They've also killed some of the Hamas top leaders. Remember, all of this was initiated because Mahmoud Abbas canceled an election in the Palestinian Authority and then blamed the Jews, fomented violence, and then Hamas got in on the act. And now Israel is knocking out a bunch of Hamas leaders. Meanwhile, world leaders are calling Mahmoud Abbas, the guy who started this whole routine. It's pretty incredible. The inside-outside game that is played by Palestinian terrorist groups continues to amaze. The left's willingness to cover for actual honest-to-God terrorist groups is astonishing to me. It really is an amazing thing. Hamas makes no bones about the fact that they wish to wipe out every Jew. Hey, this is not a conflict over land. This is not a conflict over borders. This is not a, con- you have one group that wishes to kill everyone of a particular group and one group that wishes to live. They are, they are being very inconvenient in that they are not willingly dying. There have been times in the past where Jews were quite soft in their own defense. It didn't end well for them. That's never going to happen again. That's why the state of Israel exists. And people are angry that the state of Israel exists. And so you have to come up with all sorts of bizarre justifications for why Israel is not right to defend itself here. Fortunately, we have Congress people, sitting Congress people, who are full on in uh, on this sort of stuff. So, for example, you have Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez openly defending Hamas, right? This genius. So Joe Biden said that Israel has a right to defend itself, which, by the way, isn't it kind of amazing that you have to actually say that? Israel, which is a sovereign country, has the right to defend itself. What would the converse be? It doesn't have the right to defend itself. Of course, it has the right to defend itself. You know what would happen if there were a terrorist group or, say, the government of Mexico, which is actually what is going on. Hamas is the government of the Gaza Strip. What if the government of Mexico were firing hundreds of rockets into San Diego? Do you know how long that government would last? Zero days. We would be planting the American flag in Mexico City immediately. Okay, this notion that Israel is supposed to sit around and bear this sort of stuff is insane. So Biden says Israel has a right to defend itself, which is like the mildest form of, okay, Israel can kill a few Hamas leaders. Alexander Ocasio-Cortez then tweets out, blanket statements like these. Blanket statements? What state doesn't have the right to defend itself? Blanket statements like these with little context or acknowledgement of what precipitated this cycle of violence, namely the expulsions of Palestinians and attacks on Al-Aqsa, dehumanize Palestinians and imply the U.S. will look the other way at human rights violations. It's wrong. So it's wrong for her for the Jewish state to defend itself. He's okay, saying that Israel doesn't have a right to defend itself from ongoing consistent rocket attacks directed at civilians? Okay, that's... There's a point where being anti-Israel shifts over into being anti-Semitic, okay? And at the point where you're saying that the Jewish state doesn't have the same rights as any other state on planet Earth, you have reached this point, okay? We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, does it make sense that a single company controls 90% of all internet searches, runs your email service, and gets to track everything you do on your smartphone? Big tech is more powerful than most countries, and they profit by exploiting your personal data. It's time to put a layer of protection between you and your online activity, and the people who exploit that online activity. That's why I use ExpressVPN. Think about how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watch, or message you send gets tracked and data-mined. But when you run ExpressVPN on your device, their software hides your IP address. This is something big tech can use to personally identify you. So ExpressVPN makes your activity harder to trace and sell to advertisers. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your internet data to keep you safe from hackers and eavesdroppers on your network. ExpressVPN does all of that without slowing your connection. What I like most about ExpressVPN, it's really easy to use. Download that app on your computer or phone, tap one button, you are now protected. So stop handing over your personal data to the big tech monopoly that minds your activity and sells your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me safe online. Visit expressvpn.com Ben. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N Ben. Get three extra months for free. Go to expressvpn.com Ben right now to learn more. Alexander Ocasio-Cortez tweeted out by only stepping in to name Hamas's actions, which are condemnable, and refusing to acknowledge the rights of Palestinians, Biden reinforces the false idea that Palestinians instigated this cycle of violence. Of course they instigated this cycle of violence. Are you insane? Who's firing the rockets? Who started the riots at Al-Aqsa? Okay, that is a lie to say that the Israelis started the riots at Al-Aqsa. It is not true. It is an overt lie. She says, this is not neutral language. It takes aside the side of occupation. She's an ignoramus and She's a fool. OK, and that is perfectly clear. But so, but you know, I will attribute to I'll attribute ignorance to her. I will attribute malice to Rashida Talib. So Rashida Talib is just a malicious pro terror liar. So here's Rashida Talib at a rally yesterday promoting the, the leftist idea, the international leftist idea that the subjugated of the world are all in solidarity with one another and that the true story of humanity is white people all over. And she, she counts Jews with whites. White people all over who are subjugating brown people all over. This is something that Jamal Bowman, who's standing right next to Rashida Tlaib when, when she says this, also is putting out there. It's the reason why Black Lives Matter has in, has in its manifesto, in its program, end the Israeli occupation. And because there's a lie that is out there, going all the way back to Franz Fanon, that basically anybody who has a European way of life is an oppressor and anybody else is not an oppressor. They are the victimized. And so the oppressed of the world have to rise up in anti-colonialist fashion, right? That's what this language is. So here's Rashida Tlaib suggesting that what the, what the Israelis are quote-unquote doing to the Palestinians is what the police do to black and brown people. I assume that's what she means by they, because if she doesn't mean the police by they, if she doesn't mean two separate terms by they, as you will see, then she's just talking about the Jews. And that's just pure anti-Semitism. So here's Rashida Tlaib suggesting somehow a connection between police treatment of black and brown people in the United States, which again, she lies about, to so Israeli treatment of Palestinians. So there are a few things that are wrong with this. One, the police in the United States are not systemically racist. Put that aside. Number two, the Israelis are not white. OK, this 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 bizarre notion that the Israelis are white ignores the fact that like half of Israelis, more than half of Israelis by percentage are from Arabic countries. Okay, the, the Jews who have been killed in Israel, there's some from Yemen, there's some from Morocco. There, there, there are plenty of Jews who are not white. OK, and, and Jews, technically speaking, uh, we're not white. Until like the last five minutes when they became prominent in, in American politics. Until then, they were considered an outgroup. Okay, but here's Rashida Tlaib pushing this vile nonsense, this vile racially polarizing nonsense, and by the way, pro Hamas nonsense, because she has nary a word to say about Hamas firing rockets indiscriminately into civilian population centers and using human shields in order to protect themselves. Our freedom
1: is interconnected with black, brown, indigenous, and it it's connected. Is what they continue to do to our black brothers and sisters here, to the community here, and enough.
0: So I want you to know this: as you are marching for freedom of full esteem, please know that you must be marching for everybody's freedom. It is all interconnected. It's all interconnected, so, you see. This is how you grow this movement. But by the way, is it is the truth. for the left. Thank you so you wonder. You want. You wonder about the red. What they live, people have termed the red-green alliance, meaning the, the sort of communist, you know, red, red. Islamist alliance, the answer is they're aimed at, at tearing down American institutions, tearing down Western institutions. Israel is seen as an extension of that. They don't hate America because they hate Israel. They hate Israel because they hate America. I mean, this, the, the basic notion that Rashida Tlaib want, is connecting the institutions of the United States with what's going on in Israel, in order to conflate all of that, you have to acknowledge that what she's really attempting to do is condemn all of the systems of the West because there is some supposed underclass that is being repressed by these systems, and so she'll make excuses for any level of violence in the same way that members of the radical Democratic Party make excuses for people burning down cities and murdering people. In the United States, they make excuses for Hamas firing rockets indiscriminately into civilian areas. Now, again, this is all anti-factual. Sumia Santosh is a 32-year-old Indian woman who, in order to care for her nine-year-old boy, found work in Ashkelon caring for an 8 year old woman. And uh, she was blown up by Hamas, like yesterday. 19-year-old Yehuda Guetta from Libya was shot and killed earlier this week by a Palestinian-American named Muntasar Shalabi, who is motivated, according to his neighbors, by equal parts Jew hatred and heavy gambling debts. That's, according to Tablet Mag, the the basic attempt to conflate American racial politics with the Middle East is not only intellectually dishonest, but has terrible motivations. And this is, by the way, why you are seeing Jews getting beat up in different places in the United States. Yesterday in Florida, there was a truck that was driving around to Jewish rallies saying Hitler was right. Okay, the conflation between anti-Zionism and, and, Zionism and anti-Semitism, not everybody who doesn't like Israel is an anti-Semite, but every anti-Semite is anti-Israel. Okay, so it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty incredible to see these narratives trotted out. Uh, perhaps the dumbest narrative, of course, is the narrative trotted out by Trevor Noah. So yesterday, Trevor Noah literally said that Israel should stop defending itself because they're too good at defending themselves. Just personally, I cannot watch that footage and hear those numbers and see a fair fight. Like set aside motives and intentions and just look at technology, technology alone. Israel has one of the most powerful militaries in the world. And I know that people are gonna hate me for this, but I just wanna ask an honest question here. If you are in a fight where the other person cannot beat you, how hard should you retaliate when they try to hurt you. Um, As hard as you need to, to make them stop hurting you. Also by hurt you, I think that he is making a a pretty significant category error here. There's a difference between a child trying to physically harm me and a terrorist group firing rockets at people and murdering them. The answer is as much as you need to do to stop Hamas's capacity to commit terror attacks. But I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because the entire American left has also decided that if a black girl swings a knife at another black girl, the cop shouldn't shoot her because of power imbalance or some such nonsense. None of this is shocking. It's just morally blind. And moral blindness is the name of the game when it comes to the American and international left. All righty, we'll be back here today with an additional hour of content coming up soon. The Matt Wall Show airs 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to check it out over at dailywire.com. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Moles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld, executive producer Jeremy Boring, our supervising producer is Mathis Glover, and our assistant director is Pavel Wydowski. Editing is by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Koromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant is Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021.
1: The Army launches its own woke leftist ad campaign. A change to the dictionary has turned myself and millions of others into anti-vaxxers. College students are suspended for not wearing a mask off campus. And a former MSNBC host has decided that it should be legal to kill any white man who uses a racial slur. All of that and much more today on The Matt Walsh Show.
0: We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free...